0: Hello and welcome to 1882, we are back again this time to discuss the absolute annihilation of them boys up north And with me is my big bro as always, it's Chris, say hello
1: Yo yo, what's going on?
0: Oh it's good man, it's good, it's been a while since we've been able to do a podcast in a good <laughs> in good mood man, how you feeling?
1: Oh amazing man
0: after those uh, runner results, where we um, we played well on the most part, but um, sort of come up short. How, how did that Newcastle game feel for you?
1: It felt like everything just clicked. Mm. Um, started putting our chances away. Um, didn't let them breathe for ninety minutes, really. Um, but yes, they had a few chances, but ultimately. Like clear cut maybe one, maybe two at most. Yeah. And we just we just kept the pressure up so high up the pit they just didn't know what to do.
0: Well we'll come back to um like break it down a bit more, but what do you think won us that game? What what sort of tactics or, or shift or what what was different about this game from the others?
1: Balance of the midfield.
0: What what was it that what was it that changed? I can't even remember what our last midfield looked like
1: Pape, oh
0: sir yeah of course <laughs> I
1: there don't, I don't know why but... <laughs> we'll get one for
0: him if we haven't already what a yeah what we'll start there we'll start with Papa sir. what a performance from the young lad coming back in. You don't realize how much you miss him until he's gone right
1: oh, people he's one of those players where he's gonna go underrated for a lot of his career. Um, just so mature with his play plays simple but yet very effective works his absolute socks off and he's just not going to get his flowers from a lot of rival fans I don't believe unless he starts adding a few more goals to his game Um, but we don't need that right now just what he allows players like Basuma to do how he allows Porro to to come and attack the space far more comfortably knowing that size behind him and the recovery pace is just ridiculous yeah he just he just balances the whole team out
0: well that's six we've got we got the dribblers we've we got Basuma to help us out of um sort of bring the ball forward from the fence and and dribble past a a high press we obviously we've got Kulusevsky and and Poro who can do the unbelievable passes and do a little bit of driven themselves. But what Matasar brings is just that work rate and doing all of the simple things extremely well, like extremely well. That's and tough. the reason why you're saying like other clubs, obviously the goals as well. But why, why fans of other clubs might not rate him so highly is because there's obviously there's you you watch him and as he, he's. All the spectacular stuff he doesn't do that often, or even like you'll see him cross a ball and it ain't great or or whatever. But for 95% of like the game, he's he's just phenomenal. He's just he just keeps everything ticking and he allows Basuma to 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 roam when he needs to. He, what what he brings for me most is allowing Porro to just come into to be a proper playmaker in midfield. Because no one else can cover that right back from midfield like Sark and his his energy and and his legs and his pace, like especially that one on on was it on Gordon at the end where he, he tracks back gets the ball and then skins him like twice and <laughs> plays that great ball forward into um into Johnson. I was just prime example of what he brings.
1: What is the other one? Was it on was it Almeron down there. Or was it called... Uh, Some some other
0: shit Geordie player. (laughs) I don't know, man. They all blended into one with their performance.
1: Yeah. I think one thing is that, yes, it may go against what I said in in other episodes, but for me, this should have been the result of the last three, four games. Mm. It should have ended like this. West Ham should have ended like this. The difference is, is that we took our chances this time and had we put our our chances away against villa had we created more same against west Ham, even if they came out second half they wouldn't have been able to put claw the game back so for me this is a result that was coming um, it's a huge surprise against newcastle um because i thought they have everything that could have been on like kryptonite um, with golden's pace Isaac's skill um but it, we just played it perfect put it to perfection again
0: it's funny, how, it's funny how when we beat them, it's because they're tired, isn't it? <laughs> Not because we're really good or anything. It's because oh, they, they're they tired and they've got injuries as if, as if we fucking haven't.
1: No, but if we got to be fair, we played them at a good time. Yeah, but they
0: played us at a good time.
1: No, of course, there's that as well. And they should have been a lot better. Like, there's <laughs> noise, mate. But if we got to be fair, they've just come off of drum, drumming for Everton. Man United and PSG, especially PSG game, took it out of them um but this is arguably they've got more starting 11 on the pitch than we have i Isak coming back mm. um gordon's playing um who are they really missing they're missing dan burn
0: yeah um, and and, and tonali is suspended
1: ali's suspended so we can't have any kind of mm. sympathy for that and then nick pope um,
0: yeah. And we don't we don't have to be fair. This is a Tottenham podcast. Fuck them. <laughs> we can be as horrible as we won. And let's not remember where most of those players came from. And that's um dodgy dodgy money. So let's uh let's not give them any sympathy. They don't fucking deserve it. And we don't get any anyway. So why should they? But anyway, let's let's break it down a bit more. So obviously we have got the goals nice and early. Um, I, I don't know where else to start other than with Son just absolutely embarrassing Trippier.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: just we we so we saw Son go back on the wing, and it seemed like Sonny of old, both being able to go both ways, left foot, right foot, at the defender on toast. Do you, do you think that's something that we're going to see going forward now?
1: Um, I think that's the whole reason why we're linked to another number nine. I think he's realised that maybe Son is just as effective, if not more, coming inside off the left. Not that he's not been good enough as a nine. I think just in the long term and for options, he's not happy with with the, the options on the left. I don't think it mm. was with Ritchie playing there. He's not happy with Solomon. He hasn't been able to see Perisic, and I don't think he will. Um, so and Brennan hasn't really worked that side. Hill just doesn't look made out for it. So... I think he's finally thinking, let's bring a nine in, especially when Sonny's struggling against these low blocks naturally because they're not giving him the space to run in behind. Um, let him play off the left and create a bit more space by by playing a, a full-out number nine. And for me, Sonny played that game masterfully. As much as I've been giving him stick, mm. he, he was absolutely amazing that game. Um, and if any... I never asked us. What do you remember of Trippier at Tottenham?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was literally the last season. That is what Trippier was giving us. Every now and then he'd play a good ball forward or take a nice free kick or whatever. But he was just constantly getting skinned by even the most average of attackers. Just, you just you front him up and you move the ball quickly, and he's he's, he's not really got it. And then to to stick it up with you or even to guess watch where you're going for all of these qualities that was something that he always lacked for Spurs and I don't know if it's on just because he knew him really well he knew how to how to get him but he, he did it brilliantly so well which obviously led to the first goal with a uh, certain doggy getting his first goal in our colours oh boy <laughs> he comes in now with his uh with his contract effectively up until 2030 that's let's talk about his goal and then we'll talk about the contract how how impressed were you with with his movement in, in the lead up to
1: that? Perfect. The amount of players that get the ball on the edge of the box, play it wide and then they either go wide to get it short or they just stand where they are. He's trusted mm-hmm. Son. He trusted that he's going to beat the man. And what does he do? Go straight towards the middle of the goal and causes an, an extra man in the box, an extra threat. And when you make those runs it's going to fall at your lap because you're dragging defenders everywhere you're gambling and and you can't ask for any more than that um like I say most players don't do that most players just stand around the edge drop one in deep to to, for Son to play back but Mm -hmm. I think that comes down to just of course destiny's got to do that but I think we've seen that in Andrew's style and one thing I've got to Victor Ange's coaching is if a player's one v one, he'll back his player all day long, and he will get the other players to to drive and to attack rather than to be a safe option, just passing it backwards.
0: Yeah, I think some match made ahead in Adoghi and Ange because if you look at his goals for for Ordinaire, he um, he got a few like that, just just sort of ghosting in at the near post. Um, and, and to get a few little tappings like that. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely something that he already had in his game and, and, just the, and just the perfect coach to bring it to the front and really make him excel at it. I've got to admit, there was a point where he picked up the ball before, before he passed it out. I can't remember who was available, but there was like a, an easy forward pass that was on for him, but then he turned and passed it into the middle instead. And I was like, oh for fuck's sake, what have you done that for? <laughs> and then less than five seconds later, the ball's in the back of the net. <laughs> it was a thing of beauty. Um and then we we're we'll, we'll going to we're we'll going to the next goal at that point then, uh, which is Richarlison's first goal, and his, his first goal in, in for Tottenham with his feet. Um again, it all comes down to Sonny skinning Trippier, and um and Richarlison having fantastic anticipation, being in the right place at the right time.
1: No, hundred percent. And again, it's that allowing the player to go one, one v one, um, not what not dragging an extra defender in there, so it's two v two and clogging up the space. He's trusted son, the whole team has, and what Richie's done really well is that if you're a striker that's been struggling, and let's be honest, Richie has struggled. He's not been his best. Yes, it's all to injuries and 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 other bits and bobs, but at the end of the day. All you can ask of your centre forward is to be in the right place and make sure that you, your, your winger will find you, your, your midfielders are going to find you, and he timed his run very well as he did through the whole game. Um, yeah. Richie was another player who I've got to bite my words because I didn't rate him, but he played very well that game. But um, he showed
0: us he showed us his best attributes in that game, which was his his work rate off the ball. And his anticipation in the box, which is something that we've I don't know if it comes down to the injury. We'll we'll, we'll talk through just the, the, the players that played in bit more detail later. Um but I don't know if it was the injury that was slowing him down or stopping him from turning or whatever, but he did look a different player, to be fair to him.
1: Mm. But so some of it's confidence because like I say, he's he's since sort of, and his first thought is right, I'm gonna attack the space. This is the spot I'm gonna attack. I know Sonny's gonna get it there. Mm. Um where is Richie before he was seem a bit lacklustre. And one thing we always knew was he helped a lot. He worked his absolute socks off defensively. I've never questioned him on that. But on the attacking front, he seemed to have lost his confidence. And something there just clicked on the day. Yeah. And, and if we see this Richie more often, yeah. then it's going to work out. But I will have to say that he's still got a deposit some more money in the bank bef- before we get to that point but yeah definitely if he plays like that i've I, as an option as a center forward and someone that can play as a utility off off both sides i can't really complain i can't no
0: no and then that brings us to the final goal we finally got a penalty um <laughs> after god knows how long i can't even remember the last time it was penny. Well, last time we got a penalty and, um, and Sonny stepped up. I think it was our first one to take one other than Harry Kane since Deli God knows how long ago. And... Um... I, I, I wasn't confident. I'm not going to lie. And I think that's just because I haven't seen him take mental penalties. But
1: was <laughs> that... he could
0: have we were already free no up and he could have hey, watched the penalty.
1: He, he's already got that Spurs DNA. He like, <laughs> <Yeah. not looking. laughs>
0: <laughs> he's done it. And the medicine in the crowd as well. You see him like barely celebrate until like the last goal. He knows exactly what was what we're going through. Um, But yeah, it was a proper Harry Kane finish and a, and a Harry Kane celebration from that penalty as well, wasn't it?
1: Yes. He must have uh, channeled his in a hurry there but <laughs> That's
0: never a bad thing
1: Let's be honest, in a Spurs kit if you're going to model a penalty taker, you'd pick Harry, right?
0: In almost any player in the world would model a penalty taker is Harry Kane, to be fair <laughs> Um, but yeah he put it away with utmost confidence and um, that was it game set and match obviously they did score later on after Hoyt, they gave the ball away wow. um, but it was it was meaningless in the end I think Joel Linton just has to get it, a goal against Spurs it's the rules it
1: was, it was meaningless but man when it went in the back of the net it sort of gave me a little little stab because I need Vicario to, to get his flowers he's been absolutely sensational and that's another game where he should have had a clean slate. He should have had yeah. a, a clean sheet. Yeah. Sheet, and he didn't get it because again, we fucked up. Our defensive mistake. Um, Hoiberg's not concentrating. Um, and he's lost the ball. And if if there's anyone, and you can tell everyone Ashes that I've not rated Hoiberg, but what I've said is that you can bring him on to see our game.
0: yeah He said that a few times. Yeah.
1: But now he's done that. Imagine if that was two one. Like yeah. I don't know if I can trust him to do that anymore now. I'll be honest, I think he's lost his confidence. Um I think he knows he's lost his place, he's not comfortable. Um but yeah, again, we won the game, so I'm not gonna get onto him too much, but it's no. the it's the what ifs.
0: So let's let's go through the the team that played then. We'll we'll start with Vicario. Um absolutely nothing he could do about that goal. How else do you um what, what else do you think about his performance in, in total in the
1: day? So I was gonna give him a nine out of ten, but I'm gonna give him a ten just for clowning the absolute mug, Callum Wilson.
0: <laughs> yeah, no,
1: let's let's talk about Callum
0: Wilson because no, after about, after the way he disrespected Rich, Richarlison on his podcast, after the way he laughed about getting that dodgy penalty a few years ago for the handball on on Dia, he fucking deserved that shit. Like, what is he? How who is he to talk about respect, man?
1: Listen, when you've been a player that's been in the hospital more than on a pitch, right? I can see why you're preparing your future for a podcast and you've started. (laughs) I hear that, but... Leave, he says on a podcast <laughs> leave, leave that to us fans right let us have our little moments on podcasts concentrate on being you because you and Antonio have absolutely mugged yourself, want to talk about respect, uh, crying about oh he pulled my face, this and that listen, at the end of the day vicario got one up on you you didn't cause any damage you got a, you got a nice little backhanded italian slap to the back of the face <laughs> not theoretically not obviously actually happen and that was it that's all she wrote and yeah. at the end of the day be professional be a player yeah.
0: i and love vicario so much he's he's player. legit one of us isn't he like he's he feels every emotion that we feel, and he, you can see it in the, in the way he conducts himself out there. It's, what, it's amazing.
1: Can you give me a reason why an active player would be on a podcast?
0: Ego. That's all I've got for you. Ego.
1: And what's two average players? Antonio. Yeah. What, how are you clowning Richarlison, bro?
0: It's, well, it's one thing to talk about him taking his shirt off for for celebrating a goal that was called us. One thing talking about it as a fan on a podcast. Yeah. When you when you're a fellow professional, nah, that ain't on.
1: At us. least be a, at least be a Liverpool plough. <laughs> <a Liverpool player. laughs> at, at yeah,
0: exactly. At least be someone who bags goals for fun. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, nah. Clown. But yeah, Vicario again, so good. shot stopping. Um yeah. Both, playing with the ball with both feet is so much better than anyone thought he would be. Um, yeah, just just absolutely perfect for the team and for the I, system.
1: I was one that was was very happy when we we got linked with him. But even I thought maybe he's just a shot stopper. I didn't know he had disability on his feet. But that was
0: his reputation, like that was. That, um, was coming up through teams that generally were, were weren't the strongest in the leagues that he's played in. Um, is naturally played behind a, a load block. There, there wasn't much passing around the way the way that Spurs do. But yeah, he's he's been so so good at a long long mate and Hopefully, he he takes Donnarumma's place in the early squad because he fucking deserves it.
1: Yeah, man. But hopefully, he stays in, uh England, uh, t- England t- t- <laughs> Tottenham's number one for a very long time because if he does, if he's the kind of servant that Hugo Lloris has been. We're not going to have just three great goalkeepers in um, Jennings, Larice, and Clements. Ah, uh, Casey Keller. No, <laughs> I'm calling it now. If the stays at our club, he's going to be the fourth one to get onto that elite level. Yes. Like Robo's just underneath. Like, don't get me wrong.
0: Only with, because of the way it ended.
1: With, Robbo, it... with underneath is like Robbo Gomez, yeah. a couple of them guys, but. The three up there is uh, is Larice Clements and Jennings, and Macari is joining them if he stays. I've got no doubt about it.
0: I can't pick a fault in his uh, in his performances. I don't I don't think he has a weakness, and that's 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 yeah, absolutely. Speaking of faultless performances, we'll move on to Pedro porridan who is for me the best right back in the league at the moment on on form. What do you make of his performances recently, and and in that
1: Newcastle game? I'd agree. But Trent's had these goals to his game, yeah, and that's going to tip it in Trent's favor, right? But what I'm going to call it now, Pedro Porro, up to now, has been our player of the season. He's
0: phenomenal. I, I, honestly, I said it to you in our last episode. That I think he's the most talented player in our squad. Um, it's just, just he, the things he does is majestic. The way he moves into midfield, and he, he, he he's as good as any playmaker in the league, the way he sprays that ball around. That pass for Richarlison's second goal Ooh. was out of this world. If Ooh. Trent if Trent does that, we've got a Sky Sports documentary about it <laughs> Aaron for the next two years. It was so, so good. And the reason I think he's the best right-back in the league at the moment on form as well is because... Defend. He, he does everything he he can he can pass the ball as well as Trent he can he, does, he unfortunately hasn't been able to show his set pieces so much but he delivers a wicked set ball Um, you, we saw from his time at Sporting that he can score three kicks as well and his defending this season is. I think we were all dreading watching him defend in a back four but my god his 1v1 defending this year his, his positioning his anticipation you can't
1: fool him as since playing against Porra hmm <laughs> Doku looks like he's retired since he played it. <laughs> so that's all enough said in him. No, like, I agree, man. No, the guy has been absolutely fantastic. I thought he was going to be an out-and-out wing back, Right? Yeah. I, I didn't know this kind of, I knew he technically he was very good, but I thought he was very one-footed. Mm. I, I thought, yeah, he can spray a ball, but is that only going to be with his right? The way he comes inside and makes it look so natural. He works very hard. He's absolutely passionate. He's always cute, so uh, listen man Pedro Porro has been our most consistent Obviously James Madison for me He's been the impact player But boy Has Pedro Porro been consistent man
0: I love him so much I love him so so much I think I'd go to war for him <laughs> He's only 24 as well man It's hard to see, Like the way he plays with such intelligence uh, Moving into this new position Into this new role you'd think he's like in his prime but he's, he's
1: so gonna good start scoring goals. Trust me. Yeah. he's still going to finish with the season with five goals he minute. can
0: finish he, the way he strikes that ball my there, god
1: there ain't going to be many more times where he hits the woodwork or if he hits the top of the net like he's yeah. going start, gonna to start hitting back back of the net soon watch
0: yeah one defender of ours who has hit the net on several occasions already this season Cuti <laughs> Romero now, we can't talk about Kuti Romero without talking about the potential red cards that everybody let's has shed the bed about.
1: Let's talk about the good things first, please.
0: Oh, because, all right, go on then. Go on then.
1: about Christian Romero, yeah. There's only one thing we should we should be saying, and that is who the fuck is William Saluba? Like, I do not give a <laughs> fuck. Kuti Romero, my fucking defender, right? Yes, you've got you your Van Dykes are still playing, Sergio Ramos is, you've got um, Arujo, um and all these guys playing. So I get it why people can have an argument about him being the best in the world. But when I'm telling you he's the best in the world Trust me, Romero's the way he plays allows us to do certain things that other centre backs don't because you're not winning the ball as high up, right? He's not count like, he's very good with the ball. How many times was he in the edge of the area and he yeah. was looking to pass the ball forward so rather calm. than keep going across the line? So like, calm. the boy, he's it, it, magic, man. And this rash thing winds me up. The guy's what, 80% challenge for a success rate? How is someone rash with 80%? And let's talk about it, right? For me, if Wilson was running at him, he wouldn't have to dive in. I get that, right? He's been absolutely flopped. Ben Davies has just flopped over. Wilson's flopped over. The guy's laying on the floor. What do you want him to do? Jockey a man on the floor. he has got to go and get the ball. He goes to try and get the ball. He stretches. He's made his lunge, and Wilson's on the way up and just shifts the ball, and his foot lands underneath Cooties. Right? That's how I see it. Wilson doesn't even go down for that. Wilson's still moving on the way up. Right? Wilson goes down when the other leg. There's just there's just a lazy leg that we see from all professionals, has as because he knows that Wilson's beat him to it, that he's going to probably be through on goal here, through the middle. He's left that lazy leg and took it. Right? That's never a red man. Never. I'm not having this, man.
0: No. I, I, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'm saying it as a Spurs fan, but I don't think it's a red either. And if there's any other player on the pitch, we're saying it's a yellow card and it's a silly challenge, and that's the end of the discussion. But it's Romero. I think you have be a little bit kind about Wilson's foot falling under under Romero's I, I think he is he there is a little bit more to it than that but everyone is showing like the still images of the ball being like two three four foot away from the challenge but it's, that that's a split second Wilson does just move the ball just and when we're talking about like other challenges that have led to red cards they're much they're usually contacts like on the shin above the ankle. Bromero's foot is on lands on the side of his of of Wilson's foot, and the only reason it's studs that make contact is because his foot is just about to go into the ground. Whatever part of your foot do you put on the ground first? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anywhere near as aggressive or stupid as people have been making out, and it's one of those where VAR shouldn't be turning it over either way. If a red's given, it's probably going to stay a red. Um, but VAR shouldn't shouldn't be really getting involved in that. And like I said, ultimately it comes down to if there's any other player on the pitch, there isn't even this conversation at all. It's a yellow card, everyone accepts it and moves on. Nowhere near as aggressive as it makes out. I and mean, speaking of that, can we talk about Joe Linton on on Pedro Poro? That's a neck breaker. That is incredibly dangerous.
1: The, back. the has done a front flip. Yeah, it's Joe so... Linton knows he's not winning the ball. He knows he's not doing it. So for me, that's like. Oh, how can I compare it? I compare it to like NBA, right? Where they've got vagrant fouls. Mm. That is one of them. Like the, the the ball's not there. The ball's already gone. He's got. He's not trying to lead in with his head. He knows Perros won it. He knows he's fu- fully frustrated and he's just pushed. and Fully extended his arm. I was gonna say you can see by the movement of his arm afterwards. Back of his arm. And, and he just walks off. Like, come on, man. Like, if anything's a red, and I wouldn't give that a ref if I was a... I, I wouldn't give that a red if I was a ref, right? Because I want to promote. I don't want none of this turning into touch football and stuff like this, right? So yeah. I wouldn't give it. But if we're talking about fouls that are, are senseless, fouls that are not part of the game, then it's not a footballing manoeuvre. That's that's it all over. Like, what yes. is that?
0: Point is there's there's far more aggression showed in that challenge than what Romero did, and it's uh, there's no discussion had about it at all whatsoever. And uh, who was it? Who's the referee on on Sky Sports that does the um the ref watch stuff? And he uh, he put it he put it, he puts it. He puts it pre- there's one thing I agreed with him when basically he was asking why are we always looking for red cards? Every single time there's a challenge goes in that we don't like, there's always like a, a clamoring for a red card to be given. Like stop stop. Do you know what it is? It's not a red card, man. Just to move what is? on. What's it?
1: It's that dumb guy Neville. Ooh! yeah, he's Have always. Do one, do one. Yeah, I'm but... sick of it. No,
0: you're right. You're right. So we'll move past that. Romero is phenomenal. Arguably the best defender in the world. Certainly in the conversation. Um, and he showed that with a full, full-blooded, full-rounded experience uh, performance in that game. And to be fair, his his partner, um gentle Ben Davies, what a performance from the little lad as well.
1: Yeah, that's his one of four good ones for the season. He's used it's <laughs> used one of his cards.
0: Yeah, I, I'm by no means saying that's it. He's the answer. Let's keep him. <laughs> but at the same time, we have to acknowledge that he was really good.
1: He did that that one where it was at nil nil, and it yeah. was golden, um, and he slid across that changes the game if that goes in and it's defended extremely well
0: almost impossible for him to defend that he got the only amount of contact with the ball possible to steer it away from the goal and not in the goal whilst also making it bounce off an awkward part of his body so that it doesn't go in it was a, an, emo- a, an amazing bit of timing and an incredible bit of luck but my god how important that was
1: no, 100%. And listen, we say over and over again is we know when a player is not good enough. We know when it's time to move on. But at the same time, like, we've got to be fair, right? He had a good game. Um, he's been a good servant to the club. Now, am I going to be mad if we keep him? No, because four or five games a season at most, he does well. Do you know what I mean? But thank you Ben Davis, but the time is up but let's keep it to the game like he, he played really well extremely well especially against someone like Callum Wilson who is not only fairly quick he's also very physical very strong makes it difficult
0: he's um, awkward he's very awkward to play against
1: um, and and Ange trusted him he was the one man, it wasn't Romero marking Callum Wilson Romero was almost helping Porro with Gordon and and coming across with Almiron so I think Davey's done very well to to man Mark Wilson, and you just got to give him his flowers for that.
0: Yeah, well done, well done. Uh, we've spoken about Udoge, fantastic performance. We've spoken about Sarr as well. He's probably going to be the next player getting a new contract. And I mean, if he's apparently on the, the 10k a week he's on, then um, he, he definitely the, deserves it.
1: He's signed. I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but next to it, we spoke about the effect that Sars' performance had on Basuma. Questions have been raised recently about Basuma's performances, especially since the, the the Luton sending off. But he was back to his imperious best in this game, don't you think?
1: A lot better. I don't think he was at his best. i be, um, still a few late uh, loose passes, but it can be forgiven when you've got the likes of Saar, a lot more balanced midfield and we've seen the, him playing with Heuerberg, we've seen the skip Heuerberg, we've seen him playing as a free, um, in like the Conte way and it just didn't work. Um, yeah. I think we've we can see that without a focal point like Madison, and this is where I think Richie helped Sorry, Richie helps Basuma as well, um, is that Basuma's always looking to to go forward very quickly. And if no one was picking up them spaces, which this is my only criticism of Son, was being able to play with his back to goal. Yeah, uh, never been his strength. Yeah, never been his strength. But having that player just sitting in, in certain holes, picking it up, um, Basuma became another player again. And I think that's him. He's, he's turning. He's getting the ball off the back, off the back line. He's turning on it, and the first thing he wants to do is hit someone in space, and that's where Madders was. And then he had to adapt because um, they moved him a bit further forward. Um, when he, did he play with Benteke? No, he didn't, did he?
0: No, he replaced Benteke when he Kesh fucking assassinated him.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he replaced him. Yeah. So he hasn't even played with our two other best midfielders, and I think. It comes down to it. Again, Skip skipping Hoiberg, having to play with them two, who's probably not as natural as picking up certain positions. Um, Hoiberg, if you watch it, Sarr and Madison, or Sarr or Benzka in that fact, they won't be standing next to him when he gets the ball off the back line. Hoiberg was sometimes deeper than him. Um, So I think it was affecting him, and Hoiberg can't take the blame for that because... Basuma still needs to adapt. He's a better, a lot better player. and He has to take responsibility for that. But ultimately, I think you got a bit too comfortable, a bit too used to playing with, with Madison, and you found it really hard to, to then be the guy who who took the, the game by the scruff of the neck and control it for me.
0: Yeah, but I think, like you said, I think he was the, the, he really important in helping us build um, from the back and, and just keep the dominance that we had by just keeping the ball moving, um, evading tackles. I think he was I think he was actually really, really good in this game. And if there's more to come, like you say there is, then fuck me, I'm excited. Um right, let's let's move let's move ahead then into uh in, into the attack. We've spoken about Son out on the left wing. Um <laughs> looked they looked very comfortable out there again and, and skinning Trippier. and it's really, really good to see him out there getting his two assists and, and his goal as well.
1: 100% 100% and yeah. That's the Sonny That I want to see That's the Sonny This is probably Why I'm so heavily Critical on Son And more critical On him than any other player Not just because He's our captain But I know This is what he can do And he can do better than this The guy is world class He has been For like what nine, ten seasons Like Whatever it is. Like, that was,
0: what, 10-plus goals in, like, eight consecutive yeah, prep seasons.
1: Ridiculous stat. Yeah. Ridiculous stat. And this is why I cry out for Sonny. It's because I know what he's capable of. Right? This is why. I, and I think the loss of Harry, and I know we speak about him, but how can you not speak about Tottenham with Harry? Like, But I've wanted to know, have that comfortable, that if Harry leaves... Son can can take on the mantle somewhat, and in certain games he really has proved it. But I need to see that as much as often, more often. And I think the answer to that is by bringing a number nine and let Son just run wild on that left hand side, just. Picking up spots that he wants to be, and with with Madison's passing ability, even Basuma, and Pedro going from deep like he did against Burnley, mm. boy, mm. it could be an even more dangerous sign in terms of goal scorings.
0: Yeah. Can't couldn't agree more. Um on the other side we saw Ben Johnson, uh, Ben Johnson, is that his name? <laughs> Have I just made that? Brennan Johnson. Um on the on the other side, who was incredibly unfortunate not to score it opposed twice and he was it maybe it may sort of flitted in and out of the game, but he was uh, a thorn in their side for quite a lot, for quite yeah. a lot of the match.
1: Yeah, no, just uh, just go into more of what you felt of Brennan because this is one that I'm really, I wouldn't say confused, but I'm really fifty-fifty with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's still a young lad. It's still early doors, and it's, it's a massive step up from Nottingham Forest. No disrespect to them, um, but no. I think I think we're all there. He's still got he's still got a long way to go. Hopefully he can bring that that final um, that that final little bit of finishing or, or better cross to his game, because then he would be really really difficult to play against. Um, mm-hmm. And he doesn't just become one of these players who just ends up flattering to deceive and ends up drifting drifting down the table or, or down the clubs.
1: Bad. I don't think he's gonna be that bad. I'm I'm sold a bit more than that, but. Do you know where I see him as? I see him as you pick and choose whether he starts, or if he starts off or if he's on the bench. And I think he's that chaos player. Yeah. Defenders don't know where he's gonna go. He he just creates absolute chaos everywhere. He's he's not scared of shooting, he'll go on the outside, he'll go on the inside, he'll play off the ball. Um and if that's his role, then we need to bring someone in, but I think Ange can use him very well. I hope he's more than just that. Um, so
0: he's still young. He's still got a long way to go, and he's he's way. with he's arguably with the best manager, who's like the the winger <laughs> winger whisperer, isn't it? Ange? Oh, no, definitely. Um, so that, yeah, that, great.
1: that experiment's still going on. Like, no, that's not a finished one.
0: Yeah, it's gonna take. It's gonna take the whole. We we've gotta give him the season.
1: Hundred percent.
0: Hundred percent. Um, and moving from the right wing Or I say moving from the right wing It's been a couple of games now Kulisewski in the number 10 again um, He looks so comfortable in, in that position
1: Oh man My, my favourite ginger
0: <laughs> Chris your sister-in-law
1: yeah no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Holly. Like, I love you that, but give me give me a ginger from Sweden. cool like, man, oh so good. He's so good. the way he, he twists and turns and he, he yeah he, you
0: can't get the ball from him. You just can't take the ball. He just. Hey, I've he's seen, got,
1: he's got you. I've seen boxers not being able to to do anything after a broken nose. My game come, guy come plays 90 minutes worth of football, stop <laughs> nagging. Bro, this guy. Oh, he's
0: so, it's, so good.
1: Oh, man. Cooler is that, that driving eight slash 10, like plays a very different time manners does it. But the, oh, I can't even explain it. The way he just drives into space, mm. the way he progresses the ball and somehow, like, he doesn't look quick. Like people tell me he's not quick. I know he's got a bit of pace about him, but man, he's in every phase of the game, just like I saw. Yeah he just knows how to time his runs he just knows when to work back and help and boy that that guy does everything he's a manager's dream he is a manager's dream he's he's nothing flash keeps it simple. Um a lot of people want to see him shoot more. I definitely want to see him shoot more. Yeah, but same. I think what we need to understand he does that. He when he's when he's out wide especially or when he's driving forward, he wants to pass the ball to almost to a 100% chance, 90% chance. If there's only 70% chance, he he ain't wasting that possession. He's turning around and he's recycling. So I can see why I believe him I believe in him to take more risks. I want him to do that. But I can also see why he's not. Um and sometimes him recycling has created chances for us. So I, I think he's been another player who's been highly, highly criticized, um, underrated. He just does everything simple and he just he just gives does things for us that not many other players would give us.
0: No, totally agree. Um yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. Like I said, the way he twists and turns on the ball and he's, he's he's brought passing into the game as well. He's done quite a few incisive sort of through balls and little one-two and touch and goes, which were really important, especially without Madison. It's not really something that La Chelsea offers in that position or any other player that we have. So it's, it's really important to see him come into that position and look so comfortable. And long may it continue because we're going to have to stick with it until probably February. So um, yeah, love love the geezer so much. Um None of the none of the um, subs really had anything to talk about, but special mention to Donnelly with uh, getting get again is getting on again. Um, it's great to see kids from the from the lane from the um, not from Hotspur Way come through, isn't
1: it? Yeah, not 100%. And there's a reason people forget, right? There's a reason. I saw a I saw a stat, and I believe we were either first or second. In terms of this is inbuilt within our DNA, first or second, with the most players provided to the England national team.
0: Yeah, yeah, like in all time. Yeah, in all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's I think that's players making their debuts whilst being in the Spurs, like whilst playing for Spurs.
1: So that comes down to two things. Us being able to to get people from the lower ranks and building them up, or trusting our youth set up. And we've lost our way. We've lost our way massively. And if there's anyone that can bring us back to that, who can pave the way for Dorrington, who can pave the way for Jaden Williams, who can pave the way for Rio Kira Martin, who can pave the way for the f- the great Mikey Moore is my boy Jamie Donnelly he's yeah. a breaker. the guy trust me I've not seen anyone dominate Premier League 2 like he has man the guy's got everything about him we look after him right the boy is special man
0: yeah yeah definitely I'm really excited to see and I'm glad to see him get Mitch because Ange isn't the kind of guy that does it just for the sake of it, because um, he could have stuck Belize on, or, or whatever, he, he obviously believes in Donnelly as well, which is uh, which is great, um, and having seen Donnelly come out with his interview afterwards and talk about how his whole family are Spurs fans and stuff, I, I, it's stuck in dreams.
1: I, I can confirm that, Yeah, can't say how, but I can you confirm can. it.
0: I mean, we've all seen his dad on uh, Twitter anyway, haven't we, So, um, um, so <laughs> yeah. I,
1: not anymore. No, uh, no.
0: But yeah, no, it's, um, it's, I, it's so great.
1: It's, 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 it's a dream, isn't it? Listen, oh, if, if I had my, if my son or my future son plays for Tottenham Oxford, it's a thing of dreams, man. Like mm. There's only one thing I want more than that and that's the kid playing freely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Tottenham is, is that thing for me and any parent that's going for it, they should be allowed to behave any way they can and uh, mate, Donnelly, I, I just can't, I, I can't put to words of how much I trust this kid, yeah. um, and I think the only gripe that I've got. And Ange gets a, a 9 out of 10 for me for his coaching performance and he's set up for that team. My only gripe would be at 3-0, 3-1 three three up. Could he maybe have brought Jamie on with 30 minutes to go, 25 minutes to go, instead of seeing the same subs over again? We know that Hill's coming on. We know Skip's coming on. We know Hoyer coming on. Could have we have seen Donnelly for 25 minutes rather than that five minutes of running around ch- chasing a blade of grass?
0: Yeah, yeah fair enough. I'm sure, I'm sure his time will come. Especially with the FA Cup and, and that coming up in January, I'm sure we'll see more of him. But all, all the best to the lad. Um, speaking of upcoming games, Chris, Nottingham Forest on Friday. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you reckoning for the lineup? No change.
1: No change. Uh, he's not going to change anything. I think the only thing I would have done is I would have probably gone a bit more Mourinho-esque. I would have probably told Adoji in the late Newcastle game to to get yourself booked. Um, if there's any game that I want him to miss in the in the build up to these next few games um, because he's not the, the cards don't get reset until game week 20 we're only on 16 so he's got to get through four games just get a book now miss the Forest game we'll play Royale there let's get through it they're missing a one yay um, they haven't got Brennan so they're not the same force as last year still got decent players and they're not we can't totally disrespect them but if we're going to miss a doji from any game I would have gone for a tactical little move there
0: yeah, this is this is the kind of game that we historically, after a big result, that we'd slip up on, and we really now need to start building momentum and and building our way back up the the table. So, I uh, hopefully we'll go there when we play the football that we play and when we put them to to bed early doors and um, everybody goes home happy. Um, so so yeah, what what are your scores on the doors then, Chris?
1: Three one.
0: I was gonna go three nil so gonna go fairly th- similar
1: 3-1 I'm going to go uh, 1 for Richie 2 for Sonny
0: ah Richie Hattrick fuck him he's
1: back <laughs> mate he's back but long <laughs> back
0: long lift pigeon right before we go I just um, I just, I just want to read a quote from Cootie Romero that's come out because um He's he's well not so much this season but he was questioned a lot about his commitment to to Tottenham and to see him talk to Spurs the way he does is is really good I think it was an exclusive for SWM some sort of magazine SWM or something but um yeah he says to play for Tottenham Hotspur one of the most incredible clubs in the game has been incredible I'm grateful to the club its supporters for the trust they've shown me and I always want to try and repay them on the field. And then he goes to talk, on to talk about how we've got like a great manager and they're really happy with a manager and the um, director of football and that we're going in the right direction for trophies and essentially just that commitment that passion for spurs um it's like i hate i hate it because i'm a grown-ass man but i'm gonna say it the vibes are immaculate at the moment at spurs isn't there
1: yeah and that brought a tear to my eye man because i love Cootie, man i honestly do and uh, I know he's going to go on to bigger and better things, but just like Harry, if he can, if he can bring us, obviously Harry wasn't able to do it, but what my God did, did Harry carry us to certain amazing results. And if, if Cootie can do the same, that's all I can ask for. Cause until we're the creme de la creme, we know Real Madrid's there. We know Barca's there. We know those teams are always going to be there. So
0: especially for South Americans, there. yeah, that's the, that's it's the dream. It's
1: not even that. It's like look at Bellingham. Like you got to be happy for him. And if Kuti goes on to to one of them, as long as he's done our best, he's best for us, and he's been able to provide us with special moments, I can't ask for any more from a player, man.
0: Yeah, and I, I've got to agree. We do look like we're going in the right direction. If we can keep making quality signings like we have done in the last few windows, then it's, it's bound to come. It's bound to come soon. Any, uh, Chris, any uh, any comments or questions to to leave us on?
1: Um, oh, oh, is I think one thing to think about is um, if any of you are catching up with Champions League results. We're going to have to get top four now because Man United can't be trusted. Newcastle can't be trusted.
0: Yeah, but Newcastle are sleeping giants, Chris, even though they only got five points and haven't won a European trophy in fuck knows how long.
1: Yeah, they've probably messed it up for us being an extra spot in for Champions League next year. But we're capable of getting top four. But ultimately, as I've said every episode, I think his expectations haven't changed as long as we see the process, as long as we see the improvement top top six I'm happy with let's get back into European football, let's get back playing, challenging, always improving and, and just get behind Big Ange man, get behind him
0: Absolutely, and with that we'll, we'll leave you, but don't forget to uh, to follow us on Twitter at 1882pod let us know if you want to join us for a future episode uh, for the meantime I've been Ash, you've been Chris and, uh, <laughs> and cheers listeners for, for tuning in, come on you Spurs